you're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go! what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host jeff trunapole and as always i bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of new stripes and who day nation now do me a favor if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up i'm up to 1121 subscribers that is awesome Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get to 5,000 and 10,000 and just keep it rolling. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, we're getting closer and closer and closer to uh, the jungle to the hall. We, it's a rally where Bengals fans are going to get their voices heard of how what injustice it has been that Ken Rowley and Ken Anderson are not in the Hall of Fame. And I figured, you know, what better person to have on the show than to talk about Ken Rowley? Is Ken Rowley the second? Ken, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Jeff. Great. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem at all. I, I'm glad you, you came on. Like I, I, we were talking before the show. is kind of short notice, but I'm glad you jumped on. I really appreciate it. So I know you're not going to go to the Jungle of the Hall because you are you and your family have told your dad before he passed away that you're not going to the Hall of Fame until he gets there. But you'll be there virtually. But there's a ton of people that are going to be there. I know Anthony Munoz, I think, is going to be there, Jimmy told me. Uh, Willie Anderson. Uh, did you say Mel Blunt's doing a video or something for your dad? Yeah, uh, he's going to uh, film something and uh, he's going to do a video uh, talking about their relationship and uh, why he believes he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So um, Mel's a great guy and I really respect him. Um, you know, they had some robberies back in the day. So uh, it's, it's, right. it's a privilege and honor for him to do that for us. Yeah, th that that's really cool. So, I mean, they, they Jim's got uh, a lot of people. He's got some a lot of national media, I think, is going to be up there. So we're trying to get this out there as much as we can so if you guys haven't registered yet i please rec recommend that you register because i'm going and i'm pushing my vacation back to go so if i could do that you guys can do that so here's the dates it's june 19th the biggest the most important part to be there if you can't make it for all of it if you can be there between 1 and 3 p.m that's the rally that's when we need everybody to show up and jim needs you to register so he's got it on his facebook page he's got it on his twitter Go there. 
register and let's get the Kens in the Hall of Fame. It's about time. It's ridiculous. Your dad is still fifth, fifth all time. Woodson, he's going to the Hall of Fame this year. He probably wasn't even born when your dad uh, retired. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close to it, though. Yeah, it's um, like I said, at the time of his retirement, he was fourth. And then uh, now he's top with listening for uh, fifth place. So it's he's stood the test of time. I mean, you think about it, uh, 65 interceptions, that, that's a lot. That, yeah, uh, so, that's a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 65 interceptions, five defensive touchdowns, eight, eight multiple interception interception games. He picked off Joe Namath three times in 76. I love that. I think that's awesome right there. Three-time All-Pro. And now this is another interesting one. He's just one of 26 cornerbacks to play in over 200 career NFL games. I mean, if those aren't Hall of Fame stats, then I don't know what is. And this this goes to testament to his durability. He was blessed to, uh, you know, stay healthy and just consistent. And a lot of those guys that, you know, on on the top time, uh, top 10 list, uh, either were corner or either safeties or uh, they transitioned to corners later on in the year, you know, just like Charles Woodson did, uh, Rob Mm -hmm. Woodson did. Uh, So he stayed on that corner for all 15 years. So that, that says a lot. And in his last two years, you know, he led the conference in interception. So he was, he stayed consistent for a long time. So, yeah. Um, oh, and that, to me, that's another reason why he should be in the Hall of Fame. He never moved. He was always a cornerback. Now we talked about this on, when you were on the show before that your dad played quarterback in college. And I really think that, and I think you said this, that helped him, be a better cornerback because he saw it from the other side of the field. Yes, I I definitely uh, believe that was a, a benefit for him. I mean, he was just so athletic, but he had that that the smart. You know, he was he was very knowledgeable of the game, uh, student of the game. But playing that, um, you know, quarterback through high school and college, he definitely knew. Uh, what the quarterback was looking for, the reads. And so I, I think that benefited him uh, when he transitioned to corner. But like you said, too, to never play defense and then go and switch and play at the highest level for so long, that's just unbelievable. I just still can't, you know, I think about it like, okay, right, all the way through high school, college, never played defense. And then all of a sudden you go to the highest level, uh, and then this transition and able to, you know, have that amount of success is just unbelievable. Yeah, I think I heard a story one time that I guess the first couple of days of practice or whatever, uh, he was in the quarterback uh, huddle or whatever. And then Paul Brown came came over to him and told him, you go over there. <laughs> and he wanted it was quarterbacks. Yeah. And, and that was it. Yeah. And then he, he never he never left. And, you know, that just comes to, like I said, your dad was a very smart man. I mean, he was a road scholar or, or almost a road scholar, I should say. Yeah. Um, he was the athletic director at his alma mater. He was the head coach. So the brains had to help, you know, to be able to yeah. figure out the angles and everything. I mean, that had to help him a lot. Yes. That, I mean, like I said, I, I really believe so. And like I said, coming out, him and uh, Greg Cook, who he said to this mm-hmm. day was like, yeah. you know, yeah. one of the best quarterbacks ever. And then who knows what would have happened if he would have stayed healthy. So he, yeah. he felt that uh, other than Greg Cook, he was the best quarterback in camp. But, <laughs> you know, uh, right. that's, that com- that's that competitive competitiveness right. that he had. And uh, he just was able to make that transition. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, all great athletes to get to that level, you got to have that confidence. I mean, I, I yes. say that about Jackpot Joey all the time. I said, you know, he and I, I think his is different. There's To me, there's a difference between – confidence and cockiness you know yeah you, mm-hmm. if you're confident you ain't got to be cocky you know you 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 get your game will, will, will dictate you know how, how you play and i think that's what your dad was your dad was a quiet guy i don't i don't know of him ever talking trash or anything like that but he didn't have to and the coolest thing on the video i did at the beginning i always love they, the, i always say this where they're outlawed now but the tackles your dad would do he yeah. would always cut, undercut the wide receiver's legs and drop them right on their head. I, I, I mean, I know it's it's for safety and everything, but those hits get me hyped up every time I see that. Oh yeah, he definitely made him think twice about you know going up uh, high for a ball, 
And uh, like you said, he was very, uh, he was mild-mannered, but he was he was competitive. And he was confident in what he did because he put in the work to be confident. And that, mm-hmm. that his work ethic was second to none. I can just remember uh, growing up and, you know, the training that he did. At the time, you know, watching him and seeing him, you know, go through that training, it didn't really mean that much. I just thought that, you know, that's something that he did. But then actually, like I said, when I started playing and, realized like man the things that he would do and to right. do it you know till he was 36 uh mm-hmm. it's like i said that's just like i said the, he, he was competitor uh he was always prepared and he was uh the complete package so yeah um, yeah to uh, do it until you're 36 to play play cornerback in the nfl and, be, and do it at a high level it wasn't like he retired and he was you know limping out of the nfl he was still playing very very well i mean we got the uh, back in the seventies. We had him and the, the I call him the dynamic duo. And I think you actually tweeted a picture of, of yeah. the, uh, him and uh, Lamar Parrish, who's another one yes. who should be in the Hall of Fame eventually. <laughs> we got we got a list of lots of Bengals that should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. So, but yes. uh, Lamar Parrish and and your dad and that secondary that, that had to be one of the best secondaries in football at that time. Yeah, and it's unfortunate they don't get the credit they deserve. Like you said, like no. Lamar. Lamar was one heck of a returner. I mean, you know, he returned. A kick, uh, a punt for a touchdown, and an interception for a touchdown in the same game. And I think both of them over like seventy yards. But he was a, uh, you know, he was flashy. He was he was a sight to see when you kicked that ball to him. And then, like I said, they were they made a great duel and uh, yeah. you know one two punch. And it's unfortunate that they don't get the credit they they deserve. But uh, both of them well deserving to be in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Exactly. Well, one thing for sure, they definitely both will be in the new Bengals Ring of Honor, and I am ecstatic about the Ring of Honor. I'm so happy that the Bengals have finally done that because we finally stopped talking about what if the Bengals had a Ring of Honor and who would you put in. Now we can actually talk about who you would put in because we're going to have one. And right. I, I know some some fans are a little upset because they're all letting season ticket holders do it. Um, but I brought it up that you know, well, maybe next year they'll. they'll bring it out to the public but then somebody I had on here was like well if you do that then you might have some squealers or some clowns or some rat birds or some of those fans coming up yeah. and vote so that might be what why they did it that way i don't know either way i'm not complaining i'm happy we get to do it i can't wait until because i i'll be shocked if your dad and ken anderson are not the first you know inducted well the first two is uh anthony Munoz and paul brown but if they're not the next two i will be absolutely shocked um, like I said, I never know the same thing with the Hall of Fame. I know right. there's a lot of well-deserving uh, former Bengals, and uh, I'm just excited now that, you know, like I said, I think Cincinnati's doing a great job of, you know, they're rallying around the fans, and now we started with the uh, with the ring on it, which is great. So it, it's just exciting time uh, for Cincinnati Bengals and the Hootay Nation. So I'm just uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to the season as well. Exactly. I got it. I got a question. Uh, Clemson dominates, which I don't know if that's true or not, but Clemson dominates uh, uh, tweeted this <laughs> out to me. And he said the Bengals only or only issued the number 13 to a punter in 2000. And he said, I think it was Daniel Pope for 16 games. 13 should be retired over 30 years ago. Would you, I want to ask you, what would it mean to your family if they retire 13 like they finally, like they should? Uh, well, I think I don't think he played 16 games. I think I remember that. I think that the punter he did it in preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when my father retired, uh, Coach Paul Brown told him that nobody would ever wear number 13 again. So unofficially, it's retired, but officially, it's never been retired. I know uh, Johnson, the first draft pick, uh, his is the only one that's officially retired. So, I mean, right. It would mean a lot, but at the same time, you know, like I said, they they pretty much honored it, and nobody's have not worn it. So, uh, yeah, it's te- it's technically retired. It's just not, it's right. just not hung up. But I mean, yeah, yeah that's something. When when he asked that question, I started racking my brain, going, "Yeah, I don't I don't remember anybody ever wearing thirteen after your dad." I mean, that's he's the only one. So I mean, it's yeah. it's retired, not hanging up on the wall, but his name's going to be up there. So right. that that could be just just as good as yeah. Uh, yeah, having so that now. No, we definitely appreciate it. Like I said, it's been an honor with, uh, for Coach Paul Brown to even tell him that. And then um, um, Mr. Brown's continuing on, Mike Brown continuing on with that. Uh, so like I can say it's unofficially, 
but you know, <laughs> it's it's still a great honor as well. So I really appreciate, like I said, all of the support that the fans and uh, the Bengals themselves has always shown my father. So now I have a question. What, what, and I, I'm mm-hmm. speaking it into existence. I know you're you're you're. Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens when <laughs> your dad gets into the Hall of Fame, and when your dad gets into the Ring of Honor, which the Ring of Honor is obviously going to happen first. Do you, are you good at you know speech writing or, or you know speaking in public? Because uh, would would you be the one doing it, or would your sisters or your mom or have you guys even thought about that? Uh, it would probably be me. Uh, my dad was a you know a great speaker, and right. the, the great thing about it, I would have so much time to to do it, and I have a lot of great <laughs> writers, so I could yeah. probably have them help me write it. And uh, it would definitely be it definitely would be an honor uh, for me to do that. Uh, it, it would have been a long time coming. Uh, that's something that I, unfortunately, like I said, he won't be here to see it. But yeah. uh, it, it it would definitely be a dream of mine to 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 do that. Yeah, that that's exactly why we have to make this happen sooner than later. Because Ken Anderson is, I think, the oldest living Bengal from the '81 team. So we don't want another Bengal to pass away that should be in the Hall of Fame, and they put him in after he is gone. So that's why this is very important for Bengals fans to to show up to this thing and and show our support. And like I said, show everybody that, you know, we love our Bengals, you know? (laughs) The Bengals get a lot of, you know, say this not a good organization and yada, yada, yada. We haven't won anything, but we still love our Bengals, and we're going to have a good – Good team this year. I, I don't know about you. Follow, have you been following the Bengals at, at all, Kenny? Because I, I think we're gonna have an awesome year this year. I think. I, I believe so. Of course, I, I follow them, and uh, like I said, it's like I said, I love the excitement right now. I love the energy. I know that everybody starts off zero zero, and all the other fans think that they're going to do something. But I really believe that uh, we have the right quarterback in place, uh, the organization, the coaches, and uh, I really like the way everything is trending. And it just hopefully everybody can stay healthy. And I, I, I do believe that, uh, like I said, everything's heading in the right direction. So I'm definitely excited. I've always been, you know, follow them and continue to follow them and uh, support them. And, you know, even though I'm in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Was that, you don't have to worry about the, the Ohio winners uh, like we do that way you're down in Texas. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, the Bengals did sign a player today. They got Kayvon Frazier. I think, I hope I'm saying his name right. Kayvon Frazier, he's a safety. I got him here pictures with the Cowboys, but he was with uh, the Dolphins last year. Uh, he was a six-round pick or, – or, excuse me, uh, he's a six-year NFL player out of the University of Central Michigan. He was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in 2016. Played there 16-19, to 19, played with Miami last year. He played 59 total games, uh, two starts. He's got 71 tackles, one sack. So I, I like that – they're adding depth to the team. That's where right. I think they, they've got the starters in place. I mean, the jackpot Joey, who he's yeah. on the field playing a pra- not game one, practice one, he was on the field. So that's it. exciting. It. Yeah. It really and, is. It- and the cool thing, Ken, is every single player showed up for voluntary workout. I I almost guarantee you, I don't know the numbers for sure, but I can almost guarantee you the Bengals are one of the only teams that have that, that everybody oh, showed yeah. up. I I believe that you know that that's rare there, uh, and I, I just goes to show about the the organization and the, the oneness. You know, everybody's excited, and that, that's great to see. And like you said, you can never have enough depth, especially in the corner in the secondary. Um, so it, it's exciting times right now. I'm excited. I wish this season yeah. can get here soon enough. I know, <laughs> dude. I, I'm I'm dude. I, I got season tickets. I'm so ready to go. Uh, I can't I'm wait. Sure. And like you said. But I, the one, whenever they do the Ring of Honor for, and induct, like I said, I'm talking speaking to existence, induct your dad and and Ken Anderson. I'm going to be there. So you look over to the south end zone on section 158. You see a guy with orange bright hair and sunglasses and this jersey. It'll be me. I'm like, oh! <laughs> hey, yes, hey, no, that was that, that. That sounds great. You know, you'll know if I'm there. Like I said, we'll we'll definitely uh, pick up at some point. Oh heck yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Well, well, I'll see you virtually. I, I'll see you virtually here in in, in uh, about a month from uh more up in uh up in Canton. So yes, we'll, we 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 would definitely meet in person. That that is going to happen. Now, the other cool thing that's that's going on is like I said we got the Ring of Honor and and the thing with the Bengals that another narrative I like to get out there is how they seem or not seem, but they are. 
listening to the fans more than they ever have before. I think that has a lot to do with uh, Elizabeth Blackburn since she's taken over the social media aspect and stuff like that. Bengals Twitter. I mean, Bengals Twitter is blowing up. I mean, you got guys like me, you got Ace and Zim on there. You got uh, the, uh, Captain Obvious, you got Hubei, Bengalorian. I mean, you got the Orange Arrow, all these guys on Twitter, and we're all hyping the Bengals up, and we're all in this trying to fight the narrative about how bad this organization is run. And to me, that just gets the, the more excitement in the city of, with that going on and plus what the, the team is doing, and then we get to vote for a ring of honor, and we're working on trying to get your dad and Kenny Anderson into the Hall of Fame. And it's just a big momentum push. That's why I really think – with everybody showing up for practice and Joe Burrow being there day one, we're going to surprise some people. I really do think we're going to. I I, I agree. You know, uh, Mrs. Blackburn, she's doing a great job. Like you said, she's getting the fans involved. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things, not only with the new uniforms this year, as well as uh, the Ring of Honor. And like I said, you guys, are, you know, Bingo Jim and, you know, Ace and all those guys and all these different other podcasts, you guys are doing a, a – Excellent job. You know, the just, you know, on Twitter alone, the, the uh, presence of the Bengals fans is just awesome. Yes. You know, I, yes. I, I go in there and I'm like, man, this is it's great. So um, continue to do what you're doing. Uh, I love it. Uh, I know the, the players love it. And uh, I, I, we're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. Well, speaking of the players, if you have any of the numbers, you can give it to me off the air. Can I call them to get them to come on my show? That'd be great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, but I, I was going to tell you this. I literally do have orange sunglasses. That's what I wear to the game. And I, this is my saying. I look through orange sunglasses all the time. But this is my my record. This is what I think the Bengals have a chance to do. And I know it's it's probably – I don't even say – I don't think it's a pipe dream. I really don't. I really do think if everything breaks right, they can go 11-6. and six. I think they have a very good shot. And the biggest reason is because in 90% of the games, we got the best quarterback. Right. Yeah. I agree. So it's, very, it's definitely doable. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I agree I mean, with you. I mean, the thing is, like, th things have to break right, yes. But things have to break right every year when you have, you know, when you have a winning season. It has to break right for you. But it's not like we're not talented enough to make it break right for us. You know, I, I actually think that that uh, Zach and Lou actually have the most talented team they, they've had in their three years that they've been here. As a coach, so I, that's not, another reason I'm I'm hyped up about it. No, I agree. I think that you know they're doing a great job with the draft and and also in free agency bringing in players. Uh, I think they're bringing in quality depth and um, like I said, all things have to fall in the right place. But that's that's for everybody. Even when they went to the Super Bowl in '81, you know, the, 80, the year before that, they 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 turned that season around. So it's right. definitely uh, possible. So yeah. Uh, well, that's a great point. The, the two years they went to the to the Super Bowl the year before, I actually I think in '87 they were four and eleven. I think and in '88 they went to the Super Bowl. So, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I, that was the exact same record. Now in '86 they actually had a pretty good record and they they barely missed the playoffs. Right. But I mean they they, they are they, they've done it every time they went to the Super Bowl. They've went from worst to first. So, exactly. So, so what are what are some what are some memories that you have of your of you and your dad and 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 growing up here in, in Cincinnati? What what are some cool memories you have like down there at, at Old Riverfront Stadium or anything like that? Yeah, well, uh, I know we mentioned in the last time that I actually lived there, so I never really lived in Cincinnati, but we would come up during the season, especially right. during Thanksgiving. Uh, but I remember, you know, just going to the practice before the game, and it, it was, I would always be cold because it'd be November, you know, coming from Florida. <laughs> Right, and, right. Uh, you know, I'm I'm bundled up, but you know, <laughs> just just the guys, uh, just being able to hang around those guys, the Reggie Williams, the Isaac Curtis, uh, you know, the Ken Edisons, uh, the Pete Johnsons, you know, Ray Alexander. I mean, I just go on and on. Jim Leclairs right. and you know Anthony Munoz. So it was just, it was always just a thrill. But at the same time, it, you know, those are my dad and I, those are his friends. So it was right. Like, like a shock type thing, but it was just cool. And then now, like I said, as I grew older and kind of realized, like, man, that was an awesome childhood and right. opportunity that most kids don't get the experience. Because, you know, to right. me, I was just my dad and his friends. So right. um, when you start looking back at it, you're like, man, that's that's awesome. <laughs> now, um, this thought just came to my head. I, I thought I read somewhere 
when your dad retired, did he get to the the key to his home city or the city you guys lived in or something like that? And a parade? Uh, not when he not when he retired, but it was right after this uh, eighty one Super Bowl. Oh, they okay. had, uh, Ken Riley, and so he got the key to the city city then, and uh, they had a, a Ken Riley parade. Uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. You know, a smaller town in uh, Florida, so you know he's kind of you know. He was a king, baby. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that that was awesome. Yeah, it, that was right after the Super Bowl. Now, how old were you back then? Do you do you were you old enough to remember it? Because I mean, eight, oh. eighty-one. I was seven. So I mean, I remember it, but not as much. I remember eighty-eight. I remember eighty-eight a lot more. No, I mean, I was nine. I remember it to the day. And that's one of the things about playing for fifteen years. Kids grow up to be older because when he retired, I was twelve. So you know, right. I was. I, I knew the game, and I was, he was able to play long enough. I understood everything that was going on. But, uh, uh, yeah, I definitely in 81 was at the Super Bowl. Remember that? I remember it was cold. Uh, <laughs> it's always cold every time ice. you go to games, yeah. man. <laughs> it's always cold. It's like it, it, very cold. I remember falling on ice because uh, it was just, you know, ice everywhere, ice and snow in Detroit. So, yeah, yep. I definitely remember those all of those times. Yeah, you got to go to the great city up north in, in Detroit, Michigan. Actually, it's yeah. it was in Pontiac, but still Pontiac. Uh, it, yep. Yeah, Pontiac. No, yeah. I, I bet I, I, I was up there. I don't know, fifteen years ago. University of Cincinnati was playing a bowl game, I think against Toledo, and it was the Motor City Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool being okay. there because I'm like, this is where we almost won a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. So yeah, but yeah, but yeah, my my uh, my uncle. He he had season tickets that year, and he he was legitimately at the Freezer Bowl, and he legitimately went up to Pontiac, uh, and, and it was at the Super Bowl and everything. So he and he always he always cracks up. You know, thirty million people say they're at the Freezer Bowl. He goes, I actually was there, and I, I right. asked him a couple weeks ago. I said, you don't happen to have the the ticket stubs, do you? He goes, no, we didn't keep keep them back then. I wish I would. I'm like, that would be cool. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I'll be hanging them up right here. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. So, so every time you come up, so have you come to Cincinnati when it's warm? Because every time you, you talk about it, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I think when it well, actually, the last time we were there for the uh, was it the 50th celebration? It was really warm then because I think that was in like August, yeah. September. Yeah, I was right at the beginning. Of the year, yeah. 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 yeah, so yeah, it yeah. was actually warm then. So uh, now, <laughs> now was that at the new stadium or was that at, at Riverfront? I think it was at the, at the Paul Brown, wasn't it? Yeah, I was at Paul Brown Stadium. We've actually yeah. come up a couple of times. Uh, you know, every time he would come, I would never miss it. So, um, right. Yeah, no, we've been uh, several times. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Very cool. So, um, yeah, it is. Did you did you? I know you saw it, but uh, uh, Ace and Zim did a documentary on your dad. And if you guys have not watched uh, Ace and Zim's documentary on Ken Riley, uh, Zim just tweeted that before we came on the air. So you go to Zim's Twitter handle and you can find it. I recommend you guys go watch it. Obviously, I know you've watched it. What did, what did you think, and how, how good a job did uh, Ace and Zim do on that for you? Uh, they did. I mean, words can't describe it. Was, they did an excellent job. You know, the time that they put into it, you know, I was, you know, behind the scenes. They were asking me different things, but uh, they did a great job. They're good at, they're great at what they do, and I really appreciate the, the effort and the time that they put into it. Uh, but the, the end result was, was great. I was like – even at the end, I'm like, they're trying to, they're trying to make me cry now. So I know my, you know, <laughs> dude, I, I was tearing up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, they did, they did a heck of a job. It was, that was awesome. It is. Awesome. Well, the cool thing that I liked what they did is, is more the background of, of that. That's the cool thing about what we're all doing here is we all know Ken Riley, the football player. But the more we talk about him and the more you come on shows like this, we hear of him as the father, the coach, you know, the athletic director, the quarterback. You know different aspects to his life, and like I said, your dad. I, I the more I've read about your dad and talking to you guys and stuff, I wish I had. I would love to meet your dad. I think your dad would have been a really cool guy to meet and just sit around and talk to. Because Jimmy was telling me uh, he went down there to the golf outing with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that uh, that in Florida or Texas? I can't remember. Is it Florida? Because that's uh, it's right outside from where we were from. Yeah, and he, he yeah he was saying he sat down with your with your. Yeah, and he said he sat down with your mom, and he said your mom was the nicest person. Just kept telling stories and and having a good old time. And it, it, he said it was. He said, "Well, I believe this too." But just say you guys got a great family. And I totally totally believe it, and I think that has a lot to do with the character of your father and your mother. Of you know 
bringing up and, and being hardworking people and and just awesome people. And, th- and people like that, I think, deserve to be recognized. And I, that's where I, I really think I've said it before. We got to get you down the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, I was totally blessed with uh, uh, a father and a mother that, could, you know, that were my heroes and heroes that I didn't have to look uh, outside other than, mm-hmm. you know, inside of my home. So it's definitely a blessing. And, you know, I, I, I really appreciate and realize that the blessing that I have. But, yeah, he was he was a great guy. He was um, quiet, but like I said, very competitive. Little known right. fact, I think he was he was more of a uh, cowboy than most people know because he actually owned cows and uh, we had, we, like we had cows and all that. Yeah. Um, so he 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 loved animals, uh, loved outdoors, loved the fish. So he was. Yeah, he's a country boy. Guy. Country boy down, down in Florida. That's it. That's that's what yeah, my, like I said, my wife is is from Florida, and mm-hmm. she grew up in uh, St. Petersburg. And once you get outside the cities in Florida, it's country. And I, yeah, that's why I keep that's why I keep telling you. I was like, it's south. Nobody considers Florida the South. It's the South. It's the South as you it can is. get. I mean, it is. it is. They're 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 country people out there. So I mean, it's everybody sees you know Miami and the surfboards and all that stuff. That's only like one little city, and like that's where all everybody goes visit. But if you go to the center of Florida, that's a whole bunch of you know, country, that's farmlands and and cattle and all kinds of stuff out there. You got it. That's it. So, hey, do me a favor, stand up and let, let's uh, see that shirt you got you got on there that you, you're uh, going to start selling here soon. Yeah, and I, I had it on Twitter. It says the Bengals Rattler, a rare breed. And then on the back, I, don't, I can't really turn around. It has all of the uh, 65 interceptions and the quarterbacks uh, who who threw the interception. So, um, yeah, that's the plan. Plan to get those uh, starting on the website. What When do you think that's going to happen? You, it's, don't have a date yet or – I don't have a date yet. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics. Uh, I had put it out on my Twitter just to get a feel, but uh, definitely uh, we're going to get it on the uh, Ken Raleigh Foundation uh, website and all the proceeds to go to that foundation. Uh, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, last year was the fourth uh, golf celebrity, celebrity golf tournament. Uh, this year, of course, would be the fifth. So we're really going to uh, try to make this one a big one. And it's every uh, first weekend in May. Uh, down in Lakeland, Florida. So uh, um, we're looking forward to that, and we're starting to plan that pretty soon again. But uh, I always have great support from a lot of the former players, uh, you know, a lot of Bengals players, Reggie Williams, Isaac Curtis, Lewis Breeden, um, Archie Griffiths has been down there. Uh, so uh, it's a great time. Yeah, people people somewhat forget that Archie Griffith was an actual – he played for the Bengals. <laughs> Yeah, everyone yeah, remember, yeah. remembers him for Ohio State, but he got drafted by the Bengals, and he was actually on the 81 Super Bowl team too as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question for you. Now, Jimmy sure. went Jim, – Bengal Jim went down there to the golf outing. Did he actually play golf, or he just sit around and drink beer and talk to your mom? <laughs> no. Uh, again, he's dedicated just like yourself. You move your, uh, you know, your vacation trip so that you can go on a 19th. But right. uh, Bengal Jim actually – drove down but well, he actually called an uber you know ah. down to the location and he came like he was actually there because it was right after the draft right so i right. think he t- caught like a red eye uh from cleveland to tampa and then he drove like caught an uber like which is about maybe 40 miles away uh, to lakeland where we were just to come and just say hi so he, what time <laughs> he got there we were like almost wrapping up but so that ah. just goes to show his dedication so uh, much respect and love to Bingo Jim, just like yourself, for like I said, all the dedication. So, yeah, that's that's cool. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to try to see if I can talk my wife into let me. Uh, like I tell her, like, look, you you go go to Tampa and hang out with your family. I'm gonna go play golf with uh, Ken Riley and, right. and some Bengal players. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's a good time, when, man. Well, for sure. When when uh, that comes around next year, definitely hit me up so I can I can put that out there. Uh, tell everybody the dates and times and all that stuff. And when the shirt comes out, for sure. Same thing because all the proceeds go to the. Uh, the I'm gonna say the Ken is it the Ken Riley Foundation. That, that's what. The, the yeah, it's the Ken is. Riley Foundation. Uh huh. Yeah. And what what is what is that foundation going to? What, what are you guys trying to uh, uh, accomplish with that? Well, he was big in the, in the community. He was big with always giving back, and so uh, especially to the kids. So with the Ken Riley Foundation, proceeds goes to help uh, kids who want to continue on to higher education. Uh, a lot of vo- vocational. But uh, so, 
Oh, so he does vocational yeah, he does and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm saying we to someone that's trying to go to vocational school or any type yeah. of higher education learning, uh, we have, yeah. we help support them in that. No, that that's great for for vocational kids, uh, vocational school kids, because not everybody college isn't for everybody. But you you yeah. need to learn a, a a skill of some some kind that people pay you for, and you can make a living at. So yeah, I, I'm always big on vocational skill, vocational schools. I mean, I'm not, not not against college, but just college isn't always for everybody. You know, there's certain exactly. people that you know turn wrenches, and there's certain people that you know type on computers. It's just the way God made you. It's just it's just yeah. different for everybody. And I think that's great that you're you're doing the 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 college and the vocational school. That that that's you don't see yeah. too many charities diversify like that. Yeah. So that and that was his thing. It was like like you just hit the uh, the head on the nails. Like not everybody you know may go to college. And, right. Uh, you know, vocational. You know, you learn a skill. You can go out and still be productive and earn a great living. You know. Yeah. So um, that was that was his main thing. Yeah, and some people some people enjoy that. They they like yeah. being busy and work with their hands and stuff like that. So it's, that's that's a good thing. I, I really think that's cool that you guys you guys do that. Let's get back to uh, the Bengals of today. And like I said, um, the cool thing is that everybody showed up to the first day of practice, and the first uh, lineman out there was Riley Reef. Uh, he was the first one out there stretching. And I think that's just a statement in itself. One, he's a veteran. He's probably the oldest guy on the line. He's new, and he's coming out early. And that's that to me, that that's the character that um, Zach Taylor has been trying to get into this, this team. I mean, it's, it's a character of, of the Super Bowl teams we had. You know, the 81 team, you had a, a great bunch of guys on that team, all, high character guys. You know, like I said, your dad, he's, you know, wanted to be an athletic director and everything. That yeah. That's what we, I think we have here. Cause last year, Zach drafted a ton of guys who were captains on their team. And it's more of the, they got to be, obviously, you got to be good football players, but you got to have the character. And that also meshes with the, the, the winning. You know, they all don't all want to work hard. And know what it takes to 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 get to where they want to go, and that's winning. And I just you know working hard, winning, all this stuff. I, I just can't get enough of this. I get so excited about it because that's what winning teams do. That's what Tom Brady has done for freaking twenty years. Hey, that's when you when your best players setting the tone and out there first. That that sends the message to the entire team. And like I said, that's the post pro, and that's something that you look forward to. So he's setting the tone for the linemen and the rest of the team. Like I said, he's been there, but I'm the first one out. So, like I said, right. that, that really sets the tone, and you, you need that too. You know, you teach some of the younger guys of how to be a professional. And this is, you know, a job, and you take it serious. And, uh, no, that, that that's great. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, that, it, like I said, again, it goes back. I keep uh, – we're talking about your dad a lot, but I have you on the show to talk about your dad a lot. But it goes back yeah. to what you, you said your dad did in the offseason and stuff and working out and, and getting ready and prepared for the season. If you have the older guys on the team that are willing to do that, then the younger guys going, well, if he's, he's doing it, then I, I definitely have to do it, you know, because that, yeah. that just, it just rubs off on people. It sure does. That, I mean, that, like I say, that, that's, that sets the tone and you're only good as your wings link. So if everybody's doing that, and like I say, if your number one guy's there, like I said, look at Joe, he's there. First day of practice, he's out there throwing, exactly. you know, so that that's setting the tone. Like, if he can be out there out of anybody, then, you right. know, the yeah. number 53 <laughs> third player needs to be out there. So, right. like, you know. everybody who had an excuse not to be out there, Joe Burrow would have would have had it, you know. Right. He, exactly. he ripped his knee, you know. So, I mean, I, I uh, James Rapine was saying, um, when he the first day he was watching Burrow and he he noticed he came out and he got on the bike and started. Uh, you know, pedaling the bike or whatever. He goes, okay, maybe that's all he's going to do. But then <laughs> Joe put his helmet on. So he's like, why Why did you put your helmet on while you're riding a bike? Well, I think Joe was so excited to get out there. He's like, let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. that, and that, that's got to be – he's got to be chomping at the bit to play. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like I said, he, it's something you love and it's taken away from you. And uh, I'm sure he's ready to go back out there, and it, it probably takes some adjustment, just you know, to mentally get over, you know, trusting that knee. But uh, he's well on pace, and I, we believe in Joe. So hopefully, like I said, we just 
take this and uh, just to be the start of something very special. Yeah. Now I have to, I have to show you this. Now I know my co-host, which you haven't met Jeremy, but both times that you've been on the show, he's been unable to get on the show, but he, he's a huge Bengal fan too. And he, we, he's come up with a nickname for, for uh, Tyler Shelvin. And you know, back in the nineties, we had big daddy, Dan Wilkinson, and he played yeah. in the same position at Tyler yeah. Shelvin. And so, so uh, Jeremy has decided that we're going to call him Big ba- Big Daddy Bayou. <laughs> oh, love it! Yeah, love it! Yeah, that's awesome! Yeah, I, I mean, awesome. I I can't wait to see him and DJ Reader and Open Joby uh, in the in the game. That you get two of those guys in there, dude. It's gonna be hard to run on the Bengals. I think. I I, I think it's they gonna take be up a lot of space for sure. That's, yeah, that's... And, well, they, and they can move too. I mean, yeah. they're big big guys, but they can move. So yeah. I mean. Not only stop the run, but they can they can get after the quarterback as well. That's awesome. So I have to show you that. I think I showed you. I show you that. That's yeah. who I voted for. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank Gotta you. make sure I, I put that. that out there for everybody. And like I said, yeah. if you guys have not voted, which I I don't know if you're a season ticket holder, if you haven't voted yet, I'd be surprised. But if you haven't voted yet, I want you to vote with your heart. As my dog is agreeing with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you vote with your heart. But if your heart is not telling you Ken Riley and Ken Anderson, then your heart's wrong. You got you got to vote Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. <laughs> now, this I is this is one of the best. This is one of the best pitchers that I saw out of out of practice was Burrow to Chase. I think we're going to see this a lot this I year. Now. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Now were you were you a, a, a were you all you know here in Cincinnati we had the Civil War. We had Team Chase versus Team Sewell. Which which side of, of the of the war were you on? Dude? Were you were you a part of it at all, or, or were you just you just neutral? Uh, I guess I was neutral, but I would go back and forth. I'm like, I know that uh, you know Joe and his relationship with Chase, and then I know like a lineman. I saw. I'm not a big lineman guy, but I know is 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 needed. But I'm saying, as far as technique, I just mm-hmm. heard a lot that uh, you know he was one of the better linemen out there. But in the end, I'm like. Can't go wrong with either one. And uh, right. whoever they choose, I'm going to ride with them and support it. So uh, I was basically neutral, and uh, but I'm glad they got chased. Uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic they got chased. I was yeah. I was Team Sewell until they got Reef. Yeah. And once they got Reef, I'm like, all right, we got to get chased. I mean, yeah. because yeah. I, I, mean, I really wanted Chase, but I'm like, we got to protect Joe. We got Reef. Right. Yeah. yeah, you got to protect him. So – so I, once they got him, I'm like, all right, let's go get Chase. And the thing is, there's so many offensive linemen in this draft, so it was, it was, it was good to, to, to a good draft to pick from from offensive yeah. linemen. And I really like yeah. what they did, the trading back and getting the extra picks. I think it was, I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm overhyping it too much, but I really do think we're gonna have a, a really good year. Now that's another thing I put out on uh, Facebook. I don't think I put it on Twitter, but I gotta check. I gotta check the voting on this. But uh, who's gonna have a better career? We got Joe Jackpot, Joey Burrow, or uh, Travion Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's, it's it's, awesome. it'll, it'll be about. interesting. It, it'll be interesting to watch that because they are going to play Thursday night uh, here in Cincinnati. That'll be the first game, just to see how their careers go. Right. Yeah. No, that's going to be awesome. You know, like I said, only time will tell. But uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, remaining healthy. Uh, so now it's, it's going to be great. I'm excited. I can't wait. Now this is the Titus says he has some breaking news here. <laughs> he says, I got Thaddeus Moss coming to my sister's house to get his hair done. Two Bengals players are going to be at my sister's house tomorrow. That if they are at your house tomorrow, oh, uh, then I will send you a link to get them on my show. Okay. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying like crazy to get some some Bengals on here, but I I can't get anybody to answer me. I don't know why. I mean, come on, I'm strawberry ice. I mean, come on. Hey, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, missing out. Eventually, once you get that one, then you get the ball rolling. Yeah, I gotta get that one. Well, I actually got uh Dave Lapple on here. That that was a really cool one. I got him on here. Oh, yeah. So every time I, I tweet out one of the Bengals, I go, look, see, Dave Lapham was on. You can come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Uh, awesome. All right, man. Well, it's uh, about 614. I think I want to let you roll on out of here. But real quick, let's put this back up here to make sure we get everybody 
to know the date for the jungle to the hall uh, right here. And just make sure you guys, if you can show up, please do show up. We need as many Bengals fans as we can get there because we want this man right here to actually be able to walk into the Hall of Fame with his dad because he's not going there until his dad gets in. So yeah, he's yeah. he's had a, sent out to his dad that he would not. It's not it's not just you; it's your whole family, right? Everybody said they're not. Well, going, no, right? it, just, it, it was just me. My sister tried to come, but it it, it was that was just my thing. Uh, yeah. So, but. Yeah. So I, I think that's cool. I really do. I mean, yeah, I, I respect that. I mean, you're not going to go there unless your dad's in. And I think that's, that's great. I mean, I, yeah. I, I would probably do the same thing and, yeah. you know, hopefully hopefully here, you know, I mean, in the next couple of years, we'll hopefully next year we'll get, get your dad. in. I mean, another guy, if you look at, somebody brought this up. I think it might've been on uh locked on Bengals or something like that, but Drew Pearson's getting in this year. Yeah. And if you look at Drew Pearson's numbers, and you look at Isaac Curtis's numbers, they're damn near the same. Yep. <laughs> but Drew Pearson's yep. getting in because he's a Dallas Cowboy. Exactly. So if he gets in, why doesn't Isaac Curtis get in? And then uh, the Hall of Fame tweeted out that uh, uh, Adam Venateri retires. Oh, he could be into the, the Hall of Fame in such and such date. I said, I all right, what about that. Jim Breach? Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Jim Breach? Yeah. I mean, he broke Jim Breach's records, <laughs> you know. Right. So I don't know, like I said, I can keep going on and I'll, I can make arguments for for all the Bengals. So you know, it's it, it it's I, it's going to happen. We're going to start getting guys in there. It's going to be fun. Well, well, again, I appreciate the support. You speaking that in existence, and uh, hopefully one day, <laughs> you know, it, it'll happen. But I I, I say you, I, I thank you for you know bringing me on and uh, you know your support in the rally coming up and you know everything that you do. So thanks again. Exactly. I think my dog's telling me it's time to go. <laughs> All right, Ken, as always, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show. And right. uh, make sure you guys uh, support uh, Ken and his foundation. He's loud. <laughs> and other than that, I'll talk to you later, Ken. Thanks for coming All right, on, buddy. I right, appreciate it, man. All right, All right see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was cool. So I hope uh, you guys enjoyed that. And like I said, we got to try to get our voices heard to get the Kens into the Hall of Fame. It's going to happen. Like I said, I'm speaking into existence. But let me get to the Facebook groups. Is there anything else I had I want to put up here? Oh yeah, I got I got some I got some uh uh Bearcat news. That's what I want to put up. Yes, Justin Williams at the athletic tweeted out today the uh kickoff times for the Bearcats. Uh so you got Miami at 3:30, Murray State, 3:30, Indiana. That's one that one's on ESPN. Uh, uh, he doesn't have a time on that. We're going to be on NBC versus Notre Dame at two 30, uh, ABC, ABC. We got a lot of nationally broadcast games this year. So, or like you see, it's, it's ESPN, it's ABC, it's NBC, you know, so that's, that's a good sign for the university of Cincinnati and their, their football team. And what I think is going to be, I think it's going to be an awesome football season for college and for pro here in Cincinnati. I think they're both could be very good. Now, University of Cincinnati, people are like, if they don't go undefeated, is, is it a, a disappointing season? And for me, at first, when I, when I think that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it'd be a disappointing season. But if you really think about it, it's really hard to go undefeated in any college football. And then they have to go to Notre Dame and they have to go to Indiana, which both are pretty good teams. I mean, I'll put it this way. They have to go undefeated, I think, to have a shot of getting into the Final Four of college football. So if that doesn't happen, we're probably going to play in the Peach Bowl game, which uh, Peach Bowl was fine. We should have won it. But it's still going to be a lot of fun to watch the Bearcats and what they have going on this year. And like I said, the ba- basketball team, I think, is going to be really, really good as well. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot better than people think. Uh, Miller is getting some very good players. Now, Let's get to Joe Burrow here, and Tyler Dragon tweeted this out on the odds for comeback player of the year. And if you look, uh, Joe Burrow, he's, they got him at, what, third? So, yeah, Dak Prescott first, uh, Shaquan Barkley second, and Joe Burrow, he's at 15-2 to two odds. Um, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Barkley's ahead because quarterbacks usually – get the, you know, 
get all the all the money and all the praise. So um, if Joe Burrow does what I think he's going to do and leads us to the playoffs, I think we're gonna and we go eleven and six. Like I said, I think we're we're gonna be just fine, and it's gonna be a lot of fun this year down in the jungle, down in section one fifty eight. I call that the fun zone. So let's get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. They are awesome Facebook groups. And if you're watching this on any of them, please do me a favor. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Sports of Strawberry Ice, and subscribe to the channel. That would be awesome. Um, they are Hootay Nation, a great Bengals group. I mean, Ken Riley, uh, the second, is a member of that group. Uh, there's other Bengal family members that are a member of the group. Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third hanging for home. Bearcat Country, there are multiple, multiple Bearcats uh, in that group. So it's another really cool group. The Ohio State Bucknuts, you got the Ice Bars, my show page, my personal, well, not personal, just show page. We, it's a virtual bar. We go there, we hang out, talk some crap, and have some fun. They follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. The uh, Twitter handle is Jeff A. Trenopole. That's T R E N N E P O H L. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I did a lot of TikToks last night. I was kind of excited about the Bengals. So if you want to go check them out, it's at uh, Sports Strawberry Ice. And then uh, the handle is Iceman90. I'll be pulling off the sound later on tonight. Uh, so if you missed the interview with Ken Riley the second, uh, you can listen to it. I know not everybody can sit there and watch me for an hour, so you can listen to me. Uh, it'll be on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, pretty much wherever you guys get your podcast, it'll be there. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,121. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, as Jeremy D would say, if he ever gets to come back on the show, <laughs> remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Oh, 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 oh